everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Video Game Apocalypse. As always, I'm your host, Michael Raparez, and with me in the kitchen studio are from PC Gamer, Tyler Wilde. From Wikia, Big Money Mark, Mike Grimm. <laughs> and from Official Xbox Magazine, Tyler Grimm. No, wait, Dave Rudden. Oh, Dave, Dave, Rudden. Rudden. Dave Rudden. Okay, you, you, you had me fooled for a second there. So we've got we've got an interesting uh, show for you today. Uh, we got some remember me stuff to talk about. Who? We're gonna. Uh, I, I forget. I forget. <laughs> hey, jokes. Uh, not not a very news intensive week, but we will talk about uh, your thoughts on the Xbox One and uh, all kinds of exciting other stuff. But first, uh, we we traditionally begin each show with a top five. And uh, this week's uh, topic was inspired by Remember Me, uh, unsurprisingly. Who? We keep doing that. Uh, but it, Remember Me has a mechanic where you can remix people's memories and cause them to commit suicide. So in honor of that, we're talking about the top five games that let you force enemies into suicide. Number five. This is not your fight. This isn't my fight. Well, that was uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, uh, specifically using the mind trick to make a stormtrooper jump through a plate glass window to his death. Huh. Um, <laughs> mind trick is an ability in that game. It usually, like if you've got a bunch of enemies, then you will possess them briefly to start attacking their friends, your enemies. And if they're alone, then they'll do something like jumping off a cliff because they're stormtroopers. They're dumb. They, they think that's a good idea. I think they should feel bad. <laughs> they are clones. They're second-class citizens by design. Excellent. And here you are taking advantage of that. We should <laughs> all feel bad. Like, in one of the Remember Me trailers, like, there's just, like, sort of an out-of-context scene where she, like, makes a guy think he murdered his wife. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you just hear, like, the gunshot when he, like, remembers this and kills himself. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of protagonist are you? That's horrible. Yeah. Like, just, like... <laughs> Just regular murder him. Like, don't make him think he murdered his own wife so that he puts a gun to his head. That's so mean. This yeah. is way more cruel. It is. And therefore exciting. <laughs> make him think he was on an episode of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm ending it. It's terrible. Uh, oh, God, I was brutalized in prison. How do I live with myself? <laughs> well, that's what would naturally follow from you know, being on To Catch a Predator. Yes. <laughs> Daddy needs to get his rocks off. Yeah. <laughs> Forever known as Anus Tart. <laughs> if you haven't watched the fourth episode, the fourth season of Arrested Development on Netflix, you probably should. You yes. definitely should. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it definitely. Over. Oh, Anne and I are rewatching it from the beginning, so this I message, we should have started way earlier. But this message brought to you by desperate Arrested Development fans everywhere and Netflix and Netflix, Netflix who did not pay for our show. I have a huge sack of shekels right here with their <laughs> name on it. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of dissent about that. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, huge stack of Shekflix. Shekflix. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought there was a joke in there. There really isn't. No, there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so did anybody play the Force Unleashed too? I did. Hey, it was not you great. You play everything. I do. Um, not terrible. Mm. Uh, there, there is an unlockable Guybrush Threepwood costume. So really? That's something. Yes, ah, that is cool. You can change Star Killer into uh, Guybrush dressed as a. Uh, black-clad Jedi. And I can't play like that my first time, right? You know you can. It's, it's You just have to, like, find this hidden token that's, like, behind a statue somewhere. Huh. And then you can, you can nice. play okay. as Guybrush. And usually with a big I cartoon can't... head and everything. Usually I can't play as, like, an anthropomorphic <laughs> ham or toilet seat until I've beaten the game. <laughs> I hate that. I want to immediately degrade the narrative in the world you've struggled so hard to make. Absolutely. 
<laughs> what game lets you play as an anthropomorphic ham? I made up the ham, the toilet. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. all the toilet is Saints Row. Yes. There's a serious Sp- ludonarrative dissonance when you're playing. <laughs> uh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm a giant dildo now, and I don't feel this fits with my character's uh, story. As a revolutionary war booster. We've got to get the Underground Railroad open, <laughs> said the anthropomorphic dildo. <laughs> uh, uh, Force Unleashed 2. I wish I had more sound clips, but that's really it. Uh <laughs> So yeah, let's you let's you force stormtroopers to jump to their deaths. Um. Anyway, moving on. Number four. Intruder alert. Sounded juicy. That is from Psyops, the Mindgate Conspiracy, a <sighs> wonderful and overlooked game from last gen, uh, where you could use psionic powers to uh, fuck with guards endlessly and throw them around like you had the force or something. How different is this game from Siphon Filter or Winback or any other number of games <laughs> I assume well, this is? <laughs> uh, let me explain. Uh, you, there is a possession move where you can inhabit, you know, control guards mm. and uh, you can re- you can have them attack other guards, which is always fun, take, take the enemies by surprise, or you can just have them kneel down, put their rifles against their face, <laughs> and as they scream, they will blow their own brains out and just splatter chunks of head all over the Oof. place. That was a very juicy sound effect in that yeah. clip, too. <laughs> yeah. so. I've, I've got another one. Sometimes they aren't as articulate as that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like Kinshiro just used his... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> It looks kind of like that too. Just you know, those sort of pale, fleshy chunks that the PS2 was able to render with the like little Mm. Mortal Kombat pools of blood. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like I love the idea too of like you you're just psyche struggling against the weird command it's getting from the horrible protagonist of the game to murder yourself. Uh It's like you can't be that horrible. He had a shaved head. (laughs) Clearly, he's been brutalized at some point. Uh, You know what that implies. But uh, yeah, I remember that game was also really fun because there are levels with like giant open incinerators, and you can just like force manipulate, like just pick up some random guy and like hurl him in there. That seems more humane, at least. Why did we put these here? (laughs) Burning alive is way better than. uh, Well, uh, at least they're in control of their own mental faculties. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I know exactly what's happening to me right now. Uh, You could also throw people into giant fan blades. I seem to remember it was. It was lots of fun. (laughs) Positioned right next to the uh, giant furnaces, of course, with open tops. Of course, this sounds like an iOS game. They should just reboot it. (laughs) They fling goons into open traps. (laughs) I would love to see that, actually, if Midway were not dead. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. We could probably buy the rights to PsyOps for 100 American dollars. Probably. I wonder who does own the rights to that now. My cousin Marvin. Marvin PsyOps. (laughs) Marvin PsyOps. (laughs) I like it. Had to go to the doctor for a PsyOps. So, yeah, fun game. Not many people played it. More people really should have. It made a lot of... uh, Hey, here's some great games you should really play, but haven't lists uh, around then, last gen. And then everybody looked at those lists and then didn't yeah. play the game. Psyops, Psychonauts, who wants to play all these Psy games? Fuck that. Psy, Gangnam Style sucks. I'm over that. Psychonauts is great. Everybody should play it, please. Yeah, Psychonauts is Psyops is great, too. If you Bought it five it. years ago and never played Psychonauts. Really? But Psyops. I played it recently. Actually. Is there some sort of low-cost... Easy use alternative I could get to actually purchasing a PS2 and PsyOps. 
Um, well, you could play uh, Jedi Knight 2, which has some similar things, but somehow throwing uh, stormtroopers off of ledges and Bespin. Or Bespin? How, how do you Bespin. pronounce a cloud I've always said name? Bespin. Hmm. Bespin? Yeah. Bespin well, I was actually by. just trying to bait you into uh, promoting torrents, but I guess you're actually, you actually uh, have see. a logical uh, <laughs> alternative. Well, I guess, do they, are there PS2 emulators now that run smoothly on PCs? I'm going to go ahead and say yes with absolutely no knowledge of this subject. All right, fair enough. I think there are, but then, I do not know. Then do that, I guess. Or I you, could, you could go down to GameStop, and it's probably in a bargain bin for three bucks. Uh, so well, You need to support the corpse of Midway. Throw dollars at its <laughs> cold body. Oh, no no dollars will reach Midway's corpse. Don't worry. We need to keep GameStop alive. Yeah, there's no danger of resuscitating that thing. <laughs> oh, uh, Midway. There we go. We've, we've all converged oh, into a sigh. That means it's time to move on to the next. Oh, Every, everybody uh, take a drink and uh, we'll continue. You just put the sigh in psyops. Opa Mindgate style. Kill me. You hate yourself right I now. Really and I really do. I can see it. Ugh. Number three. Help. Amazing combo. <laughs> Unfathomable sacrification. So that, that quiet ripping sound you heard was actually a life-size teddy bear uh, dragging a machete up its midsection because you <laughs> scared it to death. I see. That, In a sacrification. Uh-huh. That's Naughty Bear, uh, okay. for those who haven't played it and aren't familiar with that god-awful announcer. Uh, Is that the guy from Super Jail? The warden? Uh, sounds familiar. Let's, let's hear it again. Amazing combo! No. It sounds a little bit like him, but this guy's also British. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. not Ugh, funny. British. Kind of funny. <laughs> nah. I've already talked horribly about Australia and Russia. <laughs> You're next, you Yeah, who else are you going to alienate? <laughs> eventually, you'll move on to Canadians because they no. didn't say anything when you came for all the others. That's how it works. <laughs> I love Canada. <laughs> I'll oh, say sorry. that now. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what were we talking about again? Naughty Bear. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah this is it's that forgettable. Like, Naughty Bear is one of those games that is awful, but I love the concept of it because mm. the whole idea is that Naughty Bear is an ugly, scarred bear who's ostracized by all the other bears, and he retaliates by uh, murdering them all. So it's mm -hmm. like a school shooting, but a video game. Well, more <laughs> more like uh, Friday the Thirteenth, but with teddy bears. Okay, that's so sounds like you know better. they'll they'll try to like call the police, and you can come up behind them and like strangle them with the phone cord, or beat them to death with the receiver, or uh, they'll try to drive away, and you can yank them out of the car and smash their heads in the door. And then uh, if you kill enough of their friends and terrorize them enough, they will become maddened with fear, and then they will kill themselves in a variety of ways. Uh, they Good. can they can uh, put guns in their mouths and blow the stuffing out the back of their heads, or uh, they can do uh, what I swear I, I swear this is somebody beating himself to death with a stick, and not Sounds somebody right. not somebody <laughs> fucking a kickball. <laughs> uh, whatever that scene was was the inspiration for Seth MacFarlane's Ted. Yes, actually. yes, yeah, and that... and better than it. Ted looked mm. a lot better than, uh, or Ted looked about like those bears. Yeah. Just, you know, not in different colors. Mm. And like that first clip, I said, boo. Watching, boo. watching Ted. 
<laughs> you, you played Panic in Paradise. Yeah, sequel. which I mean, it's it's actually it's a bit better than the original one. It's like it's stage based, so it's not as frustrating and mm. like stages aren't as much of a drag. But yeah, it's still like not great stealth. Mm. But fatalities are pretty awesome. And for a while, the game was rated E10, which was like completely that confounding. That is up. Wow. Yeah, and it's still even as teen, it's still like no. Even though there's no blood involved, mm-hmm. the the graphicness that goes into the pe- like the killing yeah. various you, teddy you bears. are like flattening their heads yep. and uh, like the, just strangling them and it sends stuffing flying everywhere. Yeah. That's like the stand-in for blood. Was this a sequel? Something Panic in Paradise. In Paradise? Yeah. Yes, it was oh, an okay. Xbox Live Arcade sequel to like a retail original game. Ah, okay. But nobody really played either. So no, but they, <laughs> they couldn't. They bear made the fighting it. slightly <laughs> better, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it, it was slightly better, but still <laughs> barely <laughs> worth it. Let's just say it was more of a Ursa Minor effort. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Good, please. Activating suicide application. <laughs> that is Syndicate. Uh, where you actually I thought it was Max Headroom dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how many times do you reference Max Headroom on these shows? It starts <laughs> weekly now. <laughs> Is it what normal? a weird thing for us to reference yeah. a lot. Yes. I don't know why it comes out. Well, it's one of those things. It was so ubiquitous in the '80s, and yeah. I was totally forgotten. <laughs> Just like Syndicate. Uh, most of the topics of Laser Time Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why people listen. Yeah. Um, yeah, Syndicate, you know, drew a lot of flack for being a first-person shooter based on a beloved Peter Molyneux strategy franchise. It's a good game. The yeah. original one. The original yeah. one. The original one. The, the new I one isn't that bad. One. I mean, it's like it's like a solid seven. To show you that I really cared, I put it on my queue on Gamefly and then canceled <laughs> my Gamefly description before it ever showed up. <laughs> You could have just said, I put it on my queue on Gamefly, and that would have gotten the message <laughs> we, we all would have laughed anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll go workshop that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you can, you can target people, and they always sound like that. Like, the, yeah, they, they will explode. It's an area of effect thing. Where they, they take out any people who are nearby them. If you're too close, it will damage you. Uh, and I don't know why they explode instead of just yeah. you know shooting themselves in the face like every other God-fearing video game character. Right. But <laughs> yeah, uh, into because, the cortex. <laughs> when they explode, it's like an AOE, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Run, Supporting. kill yourself. It's a mechanic. Ow-ay. <laughs> An An Aoi. An Aoi crowd control. Uh, what's your DPS, bro? Yeah. Uh, APM. 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 MLG. APM. APM. MLG Pro with the... Uh, yeah. I don't know so, why you wouldn't just use it constantly instead of using those stupid guns all the time. Mm-hmm. Fuck guns. They're really boring. They are. Yeah. Rifle, shotgun, pistol. Who all needs they, them? All they do is throw <laughs> lead away from you. Don't you want to keep the lead? That's valuable lead. It could come in handy someday. Put it next to your empty cereal box. Make plenty of fiat currency with this one. <laughs> you could paint your walls with it. I could I could make fiat currency and buy a fiat. Buy a fiat. <laughs> I live in a barter economy where I can trade raw bulk metal for working <laughs> I automobiles. Yeah, I live in Metro Last Light. <laughs> barter economy Metro Last Light where fiats are the other currency. <laughs> I'll trade you five Fiat's for that gun. Five Fiat, five uh, I don't know. It's going to be ten for this gun. <laughs> Is that the pop bottle or the convertible model? <laughs> well, they just have lots of space and Fiat's in the yeah. future. 
then later what's, in what's, the game, later the in the game, you get the gun that shoots fiats. Yeah, oh, you want to nice, save nice, the fiats nice. for that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to reload after every shot. It takes like twenty minutes and seven guys. All right. Shall we move on? <laughs> we probably have we should. exhausted syndicate <laughs> yeah i yeah. would like to play that at some point it didn't look that bad no it was it was kind of fun when i played um but i love the idea of horrible postal apocalyptic nightmares where the future is run by mega corporations that mm-hmm. are autonomous from the government that that is a, a fantasy about the the end times that we don't mm. really see so much anymore even see it though it seems so much more likely now than it did in the 80s as even the though years it's go actually by. happening yes yeah <laughs> and and as we have you know private citizens who want to privatize absolutely everything and I mean, the more, the more skirting dangerously close to like, actual politics like I guess the more it becomes a reality the less fun it is to imagine in a sci-fi setting yeah. it's like oh dangerous corporations ruining everything oh they are doing that well mm-hmm. well we, uh, we thought it would be you know like gang wars in the streets and yeah. uh you know, it would be night all the time because of all the pollution, but uh, really it's just like, oh, everybody has smartphones now that could probably track everything if they wanted them to. And let's, private military yeah. contractors let's all eliminate third-world juntas. That it? too. <laughs> let's all hope Star Trek got it right, except for the uniforms, because those are dumb. Yeah, and also except for the eugenics wars and all the disasters man oh, yeah. had to endure before <laughs> yeah. reaching its golden age. Yeah. yeah. I think we might be revisiting <laughs> this kind of, uh, we might be revisiting this kind of plot theme for uh-huh. a different game later on, so remember this. <laughs> oh. <Whoa. laughs> Meta. Sorry, what? Did this guy have the titular line in Watch Dogs? <laughs> Did he get a shot by a dog? No, he shot himself. That is from Bioshock Infinite, yeah. where enemies you hit with the possession vigor uh, will shoot themselves when it wears off uh, before, uh, after they mutter some weird no, uh, non sequitur bullshit. Because their brain is broken because you threw a weird tonic <laughs> yep. ghost yep. at him. Yep. <laughs> yep. That almost sounded like the end of, of Mice and Men. Like, maybe <laughs> I'll get, get the... a dog to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tend to the dog. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's Sorry, weird because like, sometimes they'll cap themselves in the heads. Other time they'll just like hold the gun against their body and, and just sort of pull the oh, trigger. My, my favorite is when you possession a melee guy because he'll just bash <laughs> his own head in with whatever he's holding. He over. will. Who are you? That is him very slowly bludgeoning himself in the face. Serious (laughs) ultraviolence in that game. Yeah. uh, Mm Yeah. 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 Kids shouldn't play it. No. Nobody should, actually. Nobody should play it. Ken Levine, shame on you from the Mother's Council Against Gaming. (laughs) Shame shame on you for not giving us nonviolent options in all encounters. Yeah. I should be able to talk it out with these guys. I should be able (laughs) to. Wait, so the the crow plasmid doesn't bring them up to heaven? I thought that's what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I feel bad. Well, they they try to, but uh, they're just you know too heavy. So instead, they just leave a bunch of claw and beak marks all over them. Oh, That's a great texture. <laughs> it, it is really. really is. It is. Yeah. It's so gross. And it's like, how are you still fighting? Why yes. aren't you running away? Yeah. yeah, you went home a long time ago. I just disfigured you, man. Maybe maybe it's time to go. Yeah. And and since I upgraded it, when you die, you're gonna become a trap, and all your friends are gonna <laughs> die because of you. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what else? What, what's another way that people can kill themselves, Tyler? Um, in in Bioshock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did you infinite? say pointing a, a rocket launcher at the ground and exploding? You're absolutely right. Let go! 
<laughs> he's trying to rocket jump. <laughs> no, it's just he's just trying to get to the upper platform uh, to get the uh, high ground on you, and it doesn't go. Wait right. a minute, this isn't a regular FPS. <laughs> <laughs> he realized too late. He's, he's pretty sure he's playing Quake too, and he's like, "Oh, wait a minute, uh, Romero! Oh no, wait, rockets kill people. That's right." I don't, I don't know why he yells out Romero, but he's. He's mad at him and American McGee. At, at George Romero. Why did you make Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is one of yes. my favorite game mechanics, is just the idea of the rocket jump. Like, mm. the idea of that is just, that is so perfect. Like, <laughs> it's, so, it's so stupid. It's so gamey, and it's the best thing ever, and I wish it was in more mm-hmm. games. I really, like, I've said this before, but I still wish. I have a $100 bounty for anybody that makes a Dear Esther mod. Where I have a rocket launcher, oh, and, you can and rocket it changes jump. nothing about the game. There's no enemies or anything, but I can rocket jump while he like talks to himself. Oh. Dear, dear Esther do mods are also a theme on this podcast. We should start a Kickstarter. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't. It's going to sound like I'm name dropping, but really, I was just kind of in the room for this. Like a couple of years ago at E3, uh, Tim Willits, who worked on uh, was that it worked on Quake uh, Quake Two. Um, was telling us about like the first time he ever saw a rocket jump and it was working on Quake and uh, American McGee was like testing it like with him and and then like yeah did it accidentally apparently so apparently American McGee invented the rocket jump wow so that's, what he, that's what he said <laughs> that is and impressive. I was like wow and we never actually published a story on that like we stopped we were doing recording a video interview with him and we stopped recording and then he just like Tells this whole story about the first time he saw a rocket jump. And I was like, oh my god. He invented the rocket jump and that was the last great thing he did. Alice was great. <laughs> Shut up. American McGee's rocket jump. <laughs> did this follow a video interview for Bad Day LA? <laughs> no, because we were talking to Tim Willips about like oh. rage rage and, uh, and stuff. Yeah. Huh. Man, that's a great time. little snippet though. Yeah, Somebody needs to isolate that and put that somewhere other than our podcast. I know. <laughs> we weren't recording it. You know, after all this time, I only just realized that's a, a pun on uh, Good Day LA. That morning show <laughs> oh. that only plays in LA and I only know about from watching The Soup. To live and die <laughs> in bad day LA. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Uh, all right, have we exhausted this? What Bioshock even, Infinite. What am I talking game. about? <laughs> you, can com- you can make people commit suicide. Oh, are we? It's fantastic. Yes. It's a good game, yeah. Yeah, yeah I gave it a, really a high brutal. score and an outlet. I also <laughs> gave it high score and outlet. How about that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I yeah, and I mm. have haven't played it since I reviewed it, and I don't think I ever will. Uh, I started <laughs> replaying it on 1999 mode and got about halfway through and stopped. I got to to now uh, anything I say it's, is a spoiler, so uh, whatever. And it's not because I don't like it that I didn't replay it. It's just I don't have time for this. I have a queue of stuff, and I need to keep yeah. moving forward. It happens. I'm not like you kids with your time and your summer vacations and your money <laughs> and your youthful vivorance yeah. and your parents paying for everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got Syndicate on your backlog. <laughs> yeah. It's take a while Still in that Gamefly queue that I don't have a subscription to anymore. <laughs> I, remember, I remember once I went through, it was like, how big is my backlog? This was like a couple years ago. It was like 130-something games. It's like that I that I lied to myself. It's like I will play these someday, and then everybody, of no. course, like the second I broadcast this on Twitter, they're like, "Give them away, give them away." It's like, no, you you don't want most of these. Mm. They're like Facebreaker and Hail to the Chimp and <laughs> shit like that. Plus ten points if you got any of those. <laughs> Doctor, I haven't had a BM in weeks. How big's my backlog? It's gross. <laughs> I'll go workshop that one too. Can't, can't wait to play State of Emergency. <laughs> I played that when it came out. Oh, oh man. I remember I actually liked it when it came out. <laughs> yeah, That's well, even worse. Yeah. 
Well, it was uh, what was the Penny Arcade thing? It's like, oh man, if uh, blowing away harmless people at point blank range with a shotgun is wrong, I don't want to be right. And then, like you know, two hours later, uh, why am I still playing this? Maybe I can just tape the button down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. This has been uh, vague <laughs> recollections of old Penny Arcade comics. <laughs> a new segment on Vigi Game Apocalypse. <laughs> I think it should be Michael describes a Penny Arcade. Comic. <laughs> so in the first cell, okay, they're just it's like called looking. a panel, Tyler. You're an art student. You should know that. So their heads are bigger. <sighs> And they're using original Xbox controllers. Uh, they're, they're really big. So I, can, I can only assume it's 2001 because, yeah, that's the gag that it's a really big console. <laughs> it's probably built in space. Xbox is Hugh, if you've heard. It is Hugh. Xbox One, also Hugh. Hugh? Yes. <laughs> ah, I see. How Hugh is it? So Hugh. <laughs> it's bigger than Michael's backlog. No. <laughs> That's pretty Hugh. That's the only That's the appropriate reaction, actually. All right. All right. Soviet Russia. Backlog plays you. That's. I'm just trying to make it worse so we can close that. Well, mission accomplished. I wish I had a cricket sound effect right now. Just imagine that, listeners. Uh all right. all right, so I think we've exhausted this for all its limited potential. Uh, we're going to go out on some uh, Teenage Suicide Don't Do It from Heathers. And when we come back, we'll talk about Remember Me and things. Teenage Suicide. Don't do it. Teenage Suicide. She blew it. Teenage Suicide. Don't do it. Teenage Suicide. Drugs and alcohol don't mix. Your lily right is showing You're reading the last rites From a credit card You know my head's too soft And the light's too hard Teenage suicide Don't do it Teenage suicide Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you are, there are a few ways you can support us and keep our momentum going. You can subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We especially love five-star reviews. You can buy stuff through the Amazon links on our site, and we'll get a little cut of any money you spend. You could buy a t-shirt, a Vigigame Apocalypse t-shirt, which looks extremely sexy, uh, from store.lasertimepodcast.com. You could comment on our articles or post on our forums, and let us know what you like or don't like about the show. We may take your suggestions under advisement you never know finally you could tell a friend about us and uh, create more vga fans to talk to about video game apocalypse or you could follow us on twitter at vg apocalypse now back to the show back to the second segment of our show uh not a lot of big new releases this week but a couple worth talking about uh number one would probably be remember me just coming out Who? yeah i know i i've already forgotten it's uh 
It's a game uh, where the protagonist is nobody, and uh, <laughs> the audience is also nobody. <laughs> Sorry, Kafka. <laughs> And uh, I've already forgotten what we were talking about. Do you about. find out at the end that it's 9-11? <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> that would be a great way to end but the game, though. I hope there's like a, a Sammy Jankis uh, achievement. Mm. That'd be really cool. And seriously, though, um, I, I've only played a little bit of Remember Me. Um, what I played was okay. Extremely um, French? Yeah, it is. It is extremely French. Excellent, and uh, but yeah, very, very weirdly linear. Very kind of janky brawler. Like lots of really stiff combos that you you kind of have to master its dodge mechanic if you want to hear that song that plays uh, when you start to get a combo going. That Bayonetta song, mm-hmm. probably. But it does have some interesting ideas, like. Uh, you arrange buttons in certain orders in your combos like you have customizable combos and like certain combos can heal you or yep. unleash I guess status effects on your enemies yeah or well something. there's uh, there's I think three different uh, attributes you can uh, add to the buttons in your combo so we yeah, have one is that you'll replenish health one is you get extra take you deliver extra damage per hit uh, one is you decrease the cooldown time for your specials and the last one is just the multiplier so like if you did that move the move before it that healed you then you would heal even more with the next one so yeah. so it encourages yeah, so, you to do repetitive combos yes Yes. Repetitive repetitiveness is your job. Is your job. Your job. It's your job. Yeah. Repetitive memory is hunter. Your job. Yes. So so Dave, you you reviewed it. Yes. Uh what did you think of the game overall? Uh, it, was, it was good. I gave it a seven point five, but it was one of those seven point fives that I really I really liked. Like mm-hmm. it, it reminded me a lot of um of uh El Shaddai. Huh. Which it, yeah, both games have really kind of simple combat but they just looked gorgeous and i was like i was always driven forward by like wow i wonder what the next stage looks like all right that looks awesome what does the next stage look like and neither were particularly fun to like traverse through like you said before the the like it's a gorgeous like version of paris and france and all these like really weird places in this weird <laughs> dystopian future and you want to you want to see them all but they tell you exactly where to go at all times like there's yeah. always this little like orange triangle that points to the thing you have to go to where that I, it would have been like better if they just let you explore sometimes but they always tell you where to go and yeah the combat i mean i, I really like the dial combo system and um it, yeah just the combos themselves don't work that well but the fact that you can change the abilities within mm-hmm. a combo that's really cool and i mean i think one thing that they use very sparingly uh, but I really dug was the uh, the um, the memory meet the uh, the memory remix remixing yeah yes yeah. so the, it only comes up four times in the entire game oh but it's it's like the best part of the game right yeah it's like the most David Cage's part of the game so how <laughs> how exactly do you remix memories it, you basically watch it, like an entire cutscene then you can rewind to certain parts within the cutscene and change elements of it you paid. So, P. Diddy him $20,000, and he'll come and do it for you. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious. Like, the rest of the game is such a linear, button-mashy brawler. Um, how how does the remixing scenes, how do those play? 
Um, I mean, they really are just interactive cutscenes. So, I mean, it's probably to its benefit that it's only done four times throughout the entire game. Mm. But when you do them, like, you're super into them. And, and, like, there's probably, I don't know, six to eight little things you can tweak within a scene. And each one, like, changes the scene somewhat. And you have to find the perfect combination to get the desired effect at the end of the scene. Uh, So, like, every time you do them, like, every time I did them, I would go to each individual one to see how that changed the entire outlook of this scene. And then you mm-hmm. eventually figure out, okay, if I do this, this, and this, this will make them do this. And this guy will die yeah. and kill himself. Yeah. Do you is- always <laughs> have to kill someone? Yeah. Do they always result in people committing suicide? After someone it? usually dies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it, there's extreme tra- trauma that's inflicted on someone where they just feel yeah. like they want to kill themselves. Our, our reviewer said about the same stuff you did. I think she had a less, I, th- I think she liked it less maybe than you, but but she did say it was like a beautiful realization yeah. of this like cyberpunky neo Paris thing, but that it just kind of shoves you along through it in yeah. this straight path, and the platforming sections are, I mean, I don't know, platforming's maybe generous because it's just kind of like eh, walk along this thing, and then yeah, and the combat is kind of eh, like you said, the combos like executing the combos not that great. The idea that you can customize them is cool. Yeah. Um, and, and she called, I think she called the memory memory remixes the best and worst part of the game. Like, it, it's kind of tedious, but it's the most interesting thing they did. Yeah. But then it only happens a few times, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean. There are some problems, as, as far as I've heard. I haven't played it. Yeah. So. And no, even, even the combat. Myself. The combat gets kind of frustrating towards the end. There's certain enemy types that are just really, they shouldn't be in a game at all. There's So, as I said before, there's combo moves where you get health back when you attack. There are right. certain enemies where you have to use only that attack on them because hitting them otherwise takes gives you more damage Ugh. than you inflict on them. Hmm. And there's also invisible enemies, which can oh, only... Oh, those are always fun. Yeah, so you can only, if you do a super move or bring them into a light into a lit area mm-hmm. that's the only way that they will be lit and that you can attack them if, if mm-hmm. you can't attack them while they're invisible so I, I don't know why these enemy types are even in the game to begin with just make the enemies more difficult like capcom, just make them hit harder at the end capcom made devil may cry too right yeah and that's like i mean i don't know there <laughs> well, that was I don't, a good game yeah that was a good game i, I oh, still feel that there a were good game but... it's that same problem though where there's like ultra specific enemy types that show up later in the game that are just mm. horrifically obnoxious to deal with and stymie yeah. the entire game mechanic where it's like this guy here's a beautiful thing you have three different weapons that you can use all the time in your crazy combos this guy only works with the one weapon you can't use anything else and if you use anything else it automatically hurts you and it's yeah. like that's not cool or fun and it actually makes the game worse yeah that's fair but uh yeah it's it's kind of weird my impression of remember me like there are parts that i like a lot like just stylistically uh you know paris is really pretty like you said uh there's stuff like at the very beginning where you meet like a bunch of mutants in a junkyard or something Mm -hmm. and they like they they're opening coffins and like finding new uh like yeah. copies of themselves alive and they're like ah a new us <laughs> and it's like it's kind of interesting it's like you've you've stumbled onto a golem colony um huh. golem is in lord of the rings golem not uh you know reanimated jewish uh <laughs> <giant>. folklore <laughs> yeah um because everyone mistook it for that yeah i know i know like we, we got dungeons more. and dragons nerds going like well what kind of golem is this is this a flesh golem, we, we stone golem? golem? i like to think we listeners i mean is it a wood golem can i set I it like, on fire is it a fire golem <laughs> i like to think we have a hasidic jew listener it's like <laughs> what golem is 
Michael talking about? <laughs> I'm very offended by that, Michael. Um, but yeah, but then at the same time that like all this interesting stuff is happening, you've got uh, is it Edge, the guy yeah. who who just talks in your ear and it sounds like he's reading off of a script in the recording studio. Yeah, I mean that's another like it's develop it's a French developer and it's like mm. yeah very kind of awkward American accents. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I didn't get the sense that it was, as in Heavy Rain, uh, French actors trying to affect an American <laughs> accent. I just got the sense that it was a an American actor who wasn't trying very hard. Yeah. <laughs> this paycheck was not enough for me to commit. Yeah, I guess Edge does Yeah, give up. But there's just this one, the very first memory me- remix, there's uh, a doctor who has like kind of a weird accent to begin with, but he, ha- he just the delivery of this one line where he says, everything will be better. In time. <laughs> and because it with the memory remixes, you have to rewind and redo a scene over and over. And it also featured two pa- two chains, who I don't really like all that much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I preferred the original to the remix. Since it yeah. took place in Paris, why not use French actors talking in actual French accents? Yeah. And but, there you go. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think... I would have believed it. That people ever actually use uh, people who actually have these accents. Because like GTA 4... Uh, Metro Last Light, fairly high-profile games, had access to uh, Ukrainian yes. people who probably spoke English and yeah. used, would work for literally a sandwich. <laughs> used American actors doing yeah. cartoonish accents. I wonder I if, if there's like yeah. some SAG union rule or something. Yeah, I like, know. It's like, yeah, they, they... Something like Metro. I didn't really... I didn't mind the English voices in Metro, although cool people played yeah. in Russian with subtitles. Yeah, but that's uh, actually what I almost did, and I played it my first time. I was like, I'm gonna do that. I don't think that option was there in the the Xbox version, though. I, oh, I really? looked for it. And, I uh, haven't looked for it, but I've heard it's there. There are a yeah, couple of other version. languages, but I don't think Russian was one of them, mm. which is strange. I also, bet it's in the PC. Version. The problem with that I heard is someone complained about this actually was that when you do that. There's no subtitles for like the interstitial conversation that happens when you're in the metro oh, stations where people yeah. are talking over each other. Oh, that's a problem. So you don't get anything. So you just hear like Russian being screamed over everyone else. Yeah. So it's like, uh. <laughs> that would be a problem. Yeah. Mm. That game's pretty cool, though. I like Off it. topic. I haven't. I've only played like an hour. I like to remember me last life. Remember me last life. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played Remember Me yet. Remember Me Tro. Remember Me. Trail. All I can think Trail. of when I heard this game title is that Futurama episode where Bender builds the uh, enormous monument to oh, himself. Oh, yeah. That's and a it's a statue episode. of himself that yells, remember me, and then shoots <laughs> fire out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, well, when they first announced it, Futurama. all I could think of was the uh, the one part of the Metro or sorry, Metroid <laughs> Other M trailer where there's this one dude and his visor comes up and he says, remember me? <laughs> and nobody remembered who he nope. was. Like he's nope. like, no, you put this guy in the trailer, and he's a new character that <laughs> was introduced in Metroid Other M. Like nobody remembers him. And nobody man. remembers Metroid Other M. Now, oh, yeah, that, that, now that, that's also justifiably true. so. Now all I can think of is a PC gamer cover with Duke Nukem, and it says "Remember Me," and he's smoking a cigar, and it's from like eight years ago, and it was for Duke Nukem Forever. Uh. <laughs> And everyone remembered him. Yeah. And then they wished they hadn't. <laughs> yeah. Just send that issue to Capcom and say, here's our remember me cover. <laughs> question of the week. What do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question of the week. Anything. 
What has your mind held on to over the years? What's your earliest memory? That's uh, actually a good question. Well, we might use that one. Yeah, um, it's not totally ridiculous. All right. That, well, let's that, not dismiss that. Yeah, it has um, to do with games. Okay, okay. Uh, but going back to Remember Me, um, that that's a game more like, I remember the hype train seemed to be in much higher gear about eight months ago. Mm. And like we were seeing a lot of it. It looked really promising and interesting. And now it's like, I, I haven't really seen any ads for it. Yeah. Like, there's no TV coverage. It's also it's, being I mean, every time trailers. I hear the name, I just say who? Yeah. <laughs> That's my joke. It's being sort of plopped onto the market on my birthday, which makes me feel lousy because all I'm getting is that and Ouya. So, like, what the fuck incentive do yeah. I have to leave the house? Guys, guys. What's or to, Macho just, Man to not leave the house, rather? <laughs> What's Macho Man Randy Savage's favorite console? Oh, what is oh it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's not Thank great, you. actually. It's no, I kind heard of the controller's kind of laggy. And, yeah. But, Do you have a phone with HDMI output? Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> you have now you've got a box that's not a phone <laughs> and run the same games. Uh, I, think, I think for a while I had like Watch Dogs and Remember Me kind of in the same category yeah. of my brain. They seem very like, similar. They, they seem like they have similar themes. And then I saw more about Remember Me and I was like, uh yeah, it seems more like a standard action game with some cyberpunky themes. Yeah. And then I actually saw Watch Dogs being played, and I was like, oh, no, this is totally different. Watch Dogs is like open world. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there are some interesting ideas, and Remember Me still feels like an action game, which is fine, but, but a linear action game where you you know beat and, people up mostly. And you are right, Michael, that like the hype train for this game was in full force months ago yeah. and now that it's here i i actually didn't even know it was coming out mm. and it's kind of part of my job to know what's coming out <laughs> so yeah, that's how too. bad it is yeah yeah it kind of fell off i remember a trailer like a month ago it was one of those trailers where it's like one of the producers talking over like 10 minutes of video explaining all of the game's mechanics to you and it's like that's great you're being really open about it but at the same time like that's that's boring as much as we make fun of like trailers that overhype stuff like i don't know like maybe just maybe you should overhype it like instead I'm, of i'm more aware of Shadowrun returns which is a kickstarter funded <laughs> wow. indie game that's coming out like that to me is way more exciting i'm more aware of that's release date than i am this and this mm-hmm. is a large product being offered by a large company and it's mm-hmm. like that should not be happening well th- it's be also being put out the week before E3, which besides the week of E3 <laughs> yeah. is Last like the of worst. Us. Yeah. Wait, is Last of Us actually coming Last out? Last of there? Us is, is coming out the week of E3. Wow. Good job, I guys. Think, I seem to think it comes out on the 14th, which is like that Friday. Which is, yeah. I can't imagine a worse window. Everyone yeah. is going to be dead, and you're going to want hype for this. And well, it's like, that, well, that, it's a game in which it everyone me. is dead. So that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, a go. Perfect. Wow. Thematically, this is a great fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Last of Us will not remember me because <laughs> E3. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Cut it off. <laughs> cut it off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, remember uh, me. It's out this week. Um, it's it's not bad. Um, but I, I am surprised that it wasn't promoted more, considering that Capcom doesn't have a whole lot else going on this year. Hey, uh, oh. Panty Raid. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Panty Raid engine, which. 
Pandora. Made lunch with PS4? <laughs> Who knows? I don't Deep know. down, Pantyraid. Deep down, Pantyraid. <laughs> I would so play that game. But I feel like I already have, and it was called Innumerable Leisure Suit Larry Titles. I was going to say, you already kickstarted the Leisure Suit Larry reboot, didn't you? Yeah, didn't I you, Michael? Did. I did. You, you made the max contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Which was 50 cents. <laughs> Because the, the person who's trying to kickstart it really likes 50 Cent. Nah. Hmm. That nah. was a lame joke. Nah. I'm sorry. Gotcha. It's okay. We all, uh, we all learned. Nah. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, other things came out. Well, last week, actually, uh, there was a big one that came out that I wasn't able to talk about on our previous show, but I can now because uh, Knights of the Old Republic fucking came to iPad. I was playing it for a week before it was revealed and launched at the same time. So uh, if you've got an iPad, it's Knights of the Old Republic from 10 years ago in its entirety. Is is this why you sent me that Wookiee screenshot? Yeah, I, hmm. I took that while playing the game ah, with, uh, okay. with Zalbar saying, uh, Wookie, Wookiees don't brush their teeth. It just <laughs> isn't done. Yes. <laughs> what will you humiliate me with next? A comb? <laughs> so, Michael, you leaked information about this game to him days in advance. He just didn't care. No, that, that, was, that was today. Okay, okay. He just didn't understand why he <laughs> was Michael didn't break any embargoes today. We're, we're still kosher. Well, today meaning the day it was yeah. announced and released when we're recording. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you can read my review of it at MacLife.com. See, what I've never think? played any KOTOR game. And really? I have them on Steam. You're missing I, out. I really wanted to play KOTOR 1, and I cannot play it full screen on my computer without several third-party mods, and oh, I dear. gave up. You I can, threw my hands up in frustration. You, you can't just play it through Steam? I have it on Steam, and it doesn't run at full resolution. There's no oh, option for 1920 shit. by 1084 or anything. It's just like, you have nothing. And then it's just like, to do that, you have to do lots of things that are way more complicated. I usually mod stuff on Steam, but this one, it's like, you have to go outside of Steam and crack the game and do several mm. other things, and it's like... Mm. Well, I'm drunk and I just want to play a game. League of Legends, load. <laughs> Why don't you just play two? Yeah. I guess I could. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I'm thinking of just playing two. But I'm just saying, if they went uh, to what, the effort to the Old Republic two, the broken one. Um. Well, I'll I'll there's there was a modding group that like restored a lot of the content that ended ah, up getting cut, okay, which is kind of cool. Yeah. What, what, I'm what? just saying, if they went to the effort. To release this for iOS, why would they not go back and make like the Steam version more modern playable? Good like, question. Well, mm-hmm. number one, it's a different publisher, and I imagine ah, okay. uh, they it's Aspire that put out the iPad version, which does a lot of Mac ports. Mm-hmm. I imagine they had to pull a lot of licensing strings in order to make this happen mm-hmm. because they were like yeah. super hush hush about it. They're like, you cannot say anything about this before it launches. So I'm I'm amazed that it went up by the date at all, yeah. and um, the control scheme for this works on a touchpad. It or does surprise. Well, the thing is, touchpad. Uh, I'm an old man. Yeah, well, <laughs> touchscreen controls. Kotor, as we affectionately refer to it, is uh, it, it's a kind of a slow game. It's an RPG, so uh, you can navigate. It's it's not entirely comfortable, but like you can move a thumb or like your index finger, like just slide it up slightly and hold it, and you'll move forward. And then you can sort of nudge to the left and right to tilt the camera, or you can just swipe across the screen. Although you can't do these two things at the same time. So it, it doesn't support multi-touch in that sense. Uh, right. it, it added a bunch of on-screen buttons now. So like when the combat menus come up, you just tap on the thing you want to do rather than selecting it with a button or whatever. And it is strange, though, playing the game. Like It's aged in weird ways. Like, uh, obviously, the graphics look dated. That's expected. Sure, and, that's but, fine. I mean, on iPad, it still looks great. 
But then you run into things like uh, wandering around in the first world Taurus, like a, a hallway in like a, a slum apartment building. And it's like this gigantic cavernous structure <laughs> through which like three or four people are, are sort of shuffling through randomly. And it's just like this, this feels so big and empty mm. <laughs> like it's just it's just really strange like and then you, you compare that to something like mass effect which would have you know more believable proportions in the environment where like you could imagine people standing around and hanging out right but this is just like everything's gigantic and weird and like the the end of this the other end of this room is literally shrouded in darkness until <laughs> 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 i move toward it uh-huh. but I had a weird iPad gaming moment the other day. Uh, I ride the bus to work every day, and uh-huh. the period of time in which I ride the bus to work is when every other person rides the bus to work. So it's a bunch of people just like me that work at like uh, websites downtown. So it's people just like me riding the bus, and there's a guy on the bus with an iPad who was playing Vice City, uh-huh. and he was playing it with his enormous-ass Beats headphones plugged into his iPad playing Vice City. Of course he was. And I was like, this guy's gaming experience is probably, from a fidelity standpoint infinitely better than my home experience was <laughs> not even five years ago or whatever probably but he doesn't have thumbsticks yeah it's true yeah he's got no thumbsticks. yeah i will say uh vice city is works pretty well with the touchscreen controls but like that shit's always going to be awkward like playing right. anything yeah. that was meant for a, a well there's like fucking 18 buttons to use when you're playing the game on a controller even and yeah. it's like to map that to a touchscreen seems impossible yeah. to me. but it was just crazy to me the idea too it's like how am i gonna get psyched for work i'm gonna play a weird version of I sitting on a touchscreen with my massive headphones before I go to work on the bus. And it's like, there's a homeless guy here at the right who's sleeping and he's drunk at 9 a.m. And I'm over here with my $700 personal media entertainment system on my head playing Vice City. And you're the medium in between that. You're drunk, but you're also... I'm drunk, but I have an iPod from several years ago. <laughs> Uh, I have a first-gen iPod. Like it, it doesn't work. But sometimes <laughs> I just pull it out and look at it. And Does it have the FireWire <laughs> port directly on it? What? Yeah. No. Maybe. Th- that's the first-gen iPod. It didn't yeah. have a USB interface. It had a direct FireWire. Oh yeah, port. I think terrible. so. Yeah. And it's nice. like it's so big and like I remember when we thought it was so small. I it's know like, it's the size of a deck yeah. of cards. That's amazing. <laughs> I saved up for so Do many. Do you guys weeks. remember things? Do you remember Do decks you of remember? cards? <laughs> decks of cards? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I just play cards on my iPad now. It's amazing. I gamble <laughs> online in horrible Russian gambling sites. Wait, I lost it? my next six paychecks. I Please bet. donate to Video Game Apocalypse. <laughs> I bet on how many teeth can be pulled from that hobo's head. <laughs> or my head. Is Dex of is Dex of Cards a Kotor character? Dex of Cards? <laughs> no, but he should be. <laughs> Dave Rudden, that was a good yeah. joke. Yeah, Although I, he's a man who's made out of a giant tech of cards. <laughs> Although I, I will say you can play Pazak, which is just as stupid and pointless as it was ten years ago. Plock? Pazak. Plock? Pazak. S N E S Plock. Pazak. Plot? <laughs> P- Pazak is KOTOR's equivalent of Blackjack, basically. Oh. The, the twist being that you can buy cards that are like plus or minus a certain amount. So like, oh, I, I got 24 and I busted. I can bust out my minus four card and now I have 20 <laughs> and that's perfect. What if you can only buy those cards with premium currency? <gasps> well, they missed a real opportunity there because really there's did. none of that bullshit. Welcome to the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, KOTOR's 10 bucks. Uh, same as it is on, on Mac, I imagine. Well, no, it's the same as it is on Steam. Same as it ever was. Yep, same but as if it you're playing was. in a full screen experience and the controls aren't bad, that almost seems uh, yeah. preferable. 
Well, I mean, you know, you could put it on a laptop and you could get it on a plane that way, but this is much more portable. Yeah, no, yeah. Sorry. I have the original Xbox version. I will mm-hmm. sell it for eight ninety nine. Hit him up. Boom. At... Under, I just undercut you, Apple. Eat shit. <laughs> I am moving one unit. <laughs> Tim Cook's like, okay. Oh. Like, just starts munching on a turd. Why isn't Tim Cook listening? buys you out for several million dollars? Uh, Independent gamer retailer Dave Rutten undermining the Mac iOS community. <laughs> if you're ten year old copies of Xbox games. <laughs> You're the guy who stands outside of games, uh, GameStop, or yeah, GameStop, and mm-hmm. uh, and just sells your used games mm-hmm. directly to people coming in. Yep. To avoid, you know, hey, their, their fee. Hey, you looking for a copy of Amp Three? Hey, hey. I hooked you up. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you a pro skater? You think you are, but you ain't. How about you get some Tony Hawk up in here? I bet you can't survive this wasteland. <laughs> uh, speaking of console games that were improbably squeezed onto iOS, I also got hey. a chance. This is now. What a yet. transition! I know. I also got a chance to play XCOM Enemy Unknown on iOS. Really? Uh-huh. Yes. Huh? Which it? I'm very impressed with what I've seen so far. That seems appropriate. It, it yeah. looks really great. I mean, it's it's gotten a downgrade, obviously. Uh, mm. Using touch controls to move your soldiers around is really it's for babies. It's now. a natural fit. Correct. Yeah, it's for you, baby. Did you play it on for console? Baby. I did play Initially. it on console. And, I played it on PC and console, and, and I don't think either control scheme was that bad. No, so I can see. I don't, I don't think they're bad, but right. I just think this works really well. Right. I'm saying it's like it makes sense that it would transfer itself to a new control scheme well because it no, works well in either sense. I'm bothered that Civilization Five isn't on the iPad. Doesn't that seem like a it probably will be eventually. That, that's like, like the next such step. Such a natural fit. Because it. it's not time sensitive at all. It's like if you don't have a time element where it's like oh, your yeah. inputs are super important where you can just yeah. cancel, there's no reason that shouldn't be on it iOS. really yeah, should be. I agree. But uh, XCOM, so it yeah. plays okay? It plays okay. It looks great. It maintains stuff from the original destructible cover. They said that the, the biggest uh, sacrifice they had to make was that they cut back on the number of maps. So he's like, well, you'll Ooh. still... Like before with the console version, we said like... Uh, you know, you'll be able to play through the game several times without ever uh, playing on the same map again, which, you know... I which don't wasn't think. true. No, yeah. well, I, I don't think that's the same as, like, you won't. It's just, like, that is theoretically possible that <laughs> yeah. it, the same map might that never could come up happen. again. Yeah, and this time he's like, well, you can play through once without any repetition, and if you play a second playthrough, then you'll you'll see some repetition. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty good trade-off, Yeah, I think. That's, that's not that bad. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. It's the kind of game I, would, I wouldn't mind playing on my, com- you know, commute if I had a commute. Yeah. But, you know, because you could play a mission mm-hmm. and see how it goes and then yeah. be like, okay, I'm done. It, it's really a modular game, like, where, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you can break it up. It's not a game where I want, like, like Bioshock Infinite when I was playing that, where it's like, I need five hours because I'm going to, that's how long I'm going to yeah. play this right now. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, the, what's impressive to me is that it's it's not just like a pared down version. Like, oh, we'll just give you uh, the battles, and then we pared the base stuff down to like a simple menu interface. Like, it's functionally identical to the console version. The base stuff is exactly the same. You still direct R and D. You still uh, get all the the armor and stuff. You can still customize your soldiers. It's pretty awesome. Cool. That's cool. So I can stress about every single decision (laughs) in both versions. Awesome. Uh Well traveling. You can pay premium currency to have people not die when they die in battle. Nice. Oh, and and cloud saves so you can play on your iPad and then on your iPhone later if you really want to play on a tiny screen. (laughs) 
Um, I remember I made a, 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 a Photoshop once, and it was just it was a lifestyle picture of a man using a computer, mm-hmm. and I photoshopped Cloud's head onto it, and it was cloud computing. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel that's, that's more relevant now. Clever, than ever. Uh, clever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna post that to LaserTimePodcast.com. Uh, oh, awesome! You, actually, I think my external hard drive just died, so that I may not be able to do that. Oh no! I'll have to recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> what a loss to mankind! Oh. Ugh. All the vintage corgi gifts on that hard drive. <laughs> God, forever! Vintage corgi <laughs> gifts. Vintage gifts. Vintage gifts. So vintage black X, and white. Vintage XCOM enemy unknown coming to iPad sometime this summer, or iOS, I should say, sometime this summer. Probably. Cool. I, well, they, they actually didn't say anything about Android yet, so... And that's a fucking great game. So yeah, if you won't. have not played it and you insist on not playing it's it on a console game. or PC, maybe play it on iOS. Yeah, it's a pretty good fit, I think. That's the hard be- statement I'm going to make right there. <laughs> you know what would be sweet on iOS is if you could like sync the characters that you create to contacts that you actually have. So that when they die, you can text <laughs> your oh, friends. So oh my god, you just died. Yes. That would Fuck be you. you. Actually, troop. Mike, actually, you did I, shit. I sent you into combat way too far and yeah. you got ambushed. I, I totally would sync it with Facebook and then I could just like yeah, that would choose be my Facebook friends and it would set up the characters with their like sex and age and name and I w- and then it would like notify them when I got them killed. And then when you notify <laughs> them, do that. it can offer them the option to buy premium currency to yeah. bring yeah. themselves back to life. I'm a horrible person that needs to be eliminated <laughs> from the human gene pool. You're a horrible person spread. who should work at Electronic Arts <laughs> make them a lot of money. Like, I don't care a lot about my friends, but I think they would care if they died in my game, so they would mm-hmm. pay to come back. Right. And then I would feel a sense of guilt and have to play as them. Yeah. So and they could buy you a Starbucks gift card for your birthday. Nobody did that. Uh, Sorry. It just happened. Aww. You guys all missed it. You, I saw nobody, the option, and yeah, I uh, I just I closed the window. And it's then I went and bought a new skin it. for one of my characters you know, in League of Legends. I'm glad you all died in my XCOM game. Oh, oh Dave. The harshest bird. You died in mine. <laughs> Mike, I think you're still alive, and I stopped playing a long time ago, but you were a pretty sweet sniper. steve Yeah. <laughs> I made the mistake of trying to play on Iron Man uh, and customize characters. Ooh. And it's just like, Ooh. no, you know what? After customizing five yeah. or six characters, it, like, it hurts too this, bad. This isn't worth it. <laughs> it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of having to reset the armor color and the hairstyle every goddamn time to remake the same character. It's like a relationship where the whole thing's too tumultuous. It's like, there's, <laughs> you know, no, there's no common ground. I just gotta, I gotta get it. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I think in mine I'm pretty sure you died, Michael. But Aww. Anne was, is alive. She's a great support class. Uh, well, that's something she can carry on the podcast. <laughs> the XCOM universe. Henry might be dead, but he was a really good sniper. I think Mike Krim took his place as my sniper. But uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Lieutenant Corporal Henry Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hank. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. R e i e p r e i g. It is so it is so weird in games in games like uh, like XCOM and H O T W Y R E Hotwire dot com. It's Henry on Twitter. I play FTL faster than light. FTL a lot. It's weird, like that. My friends are like in this stuff and like usually never know about it. Like everyone was talking about XCOM. Like Mike, you've been like my like my engine guy in FTL like <laughs> in so many games and you've never known that that you 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 run the engines of my shit I do like cars uh. you run my engine 
That's um. See, my problem is I name everyone Michael, sounds like an endearment. See, I got what you were going for, Michael. You've been you've you've been uh, like the shield guy a couple times. Hmm. I think Anne's always the pilot because that's the safest one. I try right, not to yeah. get her killed. Oh, uh, too Aww. often. And you hear that? That's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's always a great pilot, but Aww. I have never beaten FTL. I've never beaten. The last. I beat it once. Oh, once. I'm so jealous. The problem is I don't have any emotional investment because I name all my characters Bort, so it just becomes <laughs> totally arbitrary. How do you keep track of them? Do you number them? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Bort it's one, like, Bort two, <laughs> Bort one, Bort two. Yeah, Audrey two, <laughs> Bort nice. two. Which which. It's just which board is in which yeah, room. Right, yeah. it, Isn't it confusing matter. when a plan goes awry and you have to abort? Hey, oh. <laughs> we need an air horn sound effect for the Great Punchline. <laughs> we really do. 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 You, end up, you end up ejecting everyone named Bort into space. Like, abort. Oh. oh. <laughs> By Bort and Bort. And Bort. Wait, wait. I might have something we can use. Oh. Fine. Yeah. Good, good, good. Close enough. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on, there really isn't a lot of news to talk about last week. Mm, no, um, everyone's waiting for E3, huh? Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think things have kind of quieted down. There is that massive dickhead move by Nintendo to make their uh, big, their hugest Nintendo Direct reveal on Tuesday morning of the week of E3 at 7 a.m. Motherfuckers. Eat a million dicks. How, is, how is that? And they're like, no, we're not having an E3 press conference. They Fuck you, the, what's that? They yes. always had the criminally early one. The first day of yeah. E3, yeah, yeah. But this one, this time they're just doing it and not inviting anyone. Yeah, I'm particularly like... prickly because I'm gonna have to cover this. And it's like, God <laughs> damn it, uh, Nintendo! I don't have to care. Yeah. But uh, and then I have to cart my ass out to the Best Buy in Culver City to go see the latest games that they're releasing. Oh my! <laughs> Fuck God. you, Nintendo! <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, it used to be like the eight o'clock Nintendo conference, which everyone looked miserable. Yeah. For and then after, right after that, you'd go to Sony. Mm-hmm. And Sony would usually have smoothies and uh, hey. breakfast. Hey. And then you'd go to if, Microsoft. If you could get later. there in enough time before yeah, they started clearing everything. Yeah, if you could possibly everything. get there before they were like clearing yeah. everything out. Last couple of years, Sony has had like food trucks uh, at their event. And like they, they let you just mill around for an hour before they open the doors. It's great. And then you squeeze in and like, oh, sorry, there's no room down on the floor. You have to sit up on the rafters because we packed the auditorium with seat fillers who will <laughs> cheer at every yep. goddamn thing we say. That's the weirdest part. Like, we were watching an Xbox One reveal, and that was, like, one of the most common tweets. So I was like, Those you're chairs fucking Chris. Why the shit are you plotting at this? And it's like, because <laughs> half the people in that theater are plants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. And th- there was that uh, thing. There's not that <laughs> There's not that many games press. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, look at how many people you follow on Twitter who write about video games. That's how many people write about video <laughs> games. Like, and that's how many people were in that room. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's not ten thousand people. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that that always gets really annoying. I'll never forget my first Sony press conference, which was in two thousand six when they revealed the uh, the PS3 and the price. That that oh. was the Six hundred mm. or five hundred ninety nine US dollars, yes. five hundred ninety nine US dollars, yes. five hundred ninety nine US dollars. That one, Ridge Racer, and, and the Ridge Racer, and the giant enemy crab. Giant that crab. was a fucking gold Man, mine. What a classic! What a great the, fucking. The cameras never <laughs> captured my one favorite asshole in the audience, who was like uh, sitting. I, I, I was like in the front row. This was before they started packing giant auditoriums with and, giant enemy crabs. Yeah, well, I, I was actually like third from the front. And but there was some guy in the front row sitting like two seats ahead of me who 
and I, I know I've told this story before. Like when they showed off Eye of Judgment. Remember Eye of Judgment? <laughs> Are you going to use the PlayStation Eye with these a- AR code cards or whatever? Yeah. If I may intervene. Uh-huh. There's a game called Lords of Vermilion. Okay. Exact same thing where you buy booster card packs and you play it. Biggest arcade game in Japan. It really? makes millions of dollars a year. Wow. Uh, last time I was there, I was an arcade, and literally every kid I saw that was in that thing had wow. a huge stack of cards that they paid like $10 for per booster pack, and they would play this game, and it was, you just like move your magic cards around on this like touchscreen thing that reads them, and they play that exact same game. Crazy. And I, well, I guess the U.S. just wasn't ready for it in right. 2006. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was that this guy sitting in front of me who just like start stood up and started screaming at the top of his lungs. Yes, yes, that is so pimp. I've always wanted a life-size Magic: The Gathering game. Like, Good really? Lord. Like you're you're gonna stand up and scream a whole sentence? That wasn't Rocco <laughs> from Mega 64 making a video. <laughs> That's the only thing I can imagine is somebody joking making a video. God, oh, that's wish, so horrible. It is like the, that is the worst thing you could possibly do. Yes. Short of like just yes. unleashing a stream of urine straight at Cosmo's <laughs> pant leg. Actually, I'd, I'd pay to see that. Oh. Okay, yeah. it's like like my days of games writer when I went to all the conferences, which I don't now because none of them apply to me. But uh, I remember like the Nintendo. The big, the big Wii one that we all came away from so <laughs> happily, uh, but it was just like just the opposite of what you're describing. It was a bunch mm. of people sitting quietly, going, uh, uh, hmm. "Yes, <clears throat> yes, that is that is quite fascinating." Clapping out of pity, <laughs> <laughs> like that, I mean, that was the one where like uh, Miyamoto clap. came out and just like showed off Wii music like it was good. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> like, it was just like, what, <laughs> what. You shouldn't clap at all, though. You're fucking. You're supposed to be a neutral entity that's there to like. Well, I consider applause to be polite. Sometimes it's the cheering sometimes, that I it was way unprofessional. That's all right. Yeah, mm. if it's a person that like went out on stage and you know and gave you're clapping, you're yeah. clapping for that person, like saying, "Hey, you did a yeah. you did a good job." Yeah. I know you were probably if nervous. I was clapping for Tak Fuji, you know, talking about uh, 99 Nights too, <laughs> then yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But yeah, now they just one plant million people, troops, so, guys. Uh, one million troops. Yeah. Well, okay, matter. you wouldn't you wouldn't applaud like it, I, I I think it's crossing a line to applaud like when they announce something and they expect like a big round of applause. Like yeah. no, you're not go getting fuck applause. Exactly. No, go fuck yourself. There, there needs to be an antagonistic relationship between me covering you and you being a person that's yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I will I will I will just I will appreciate <laughs> that the person came out to talk to me, but mm-hmm. Um, and you will applaud to say good job on that presentation. Yes, yeah. I know you, you went up there and spoke publicly. Yes, yeah, but honestly, yeah, it doesn't uh, matter because there's going to be a bunch of plants uh, yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Whoop! Yeah, FIFA. <laughs> 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 so forget it. It doesn't matter anyway. Going to those things doesn't matter. You can watch the live stream and cover it better. So, I kind of wish I was watching the live stream this year. Actually, watching the live stream is in many ways much better because you're not cramped you're not uh mm-hmm. trying to uh write on your lap oh yeah um, it's way and, better yeah and you're you, 30 you seconds behind so people on twitter are getting the scoop you, on you but you that's about it you, you don't have uh guys who are twice your size sitting on either side of you and <laughs> like you can feel the aura of <laughs> sweaty air God. around them 
<sighs> I get to expense drinks, though, right? That's something I get to do. <laughs> you get free drinks. That's the only perk. All right. I'll yeah. take it. I mean, unless there's a hands-on afterward, which Nintendo used to do after ever its conferences. Now you got to go to Best Buy to get the hands-on. <laughs> now you got to go to Best Buy, bro. <laughs> and get it's not even Best attached Buy. to a model like it was at E3. Uh, I can't wait to see an objectified woman chase a fucking video bad. game yeah. console. I can't wait to go up and like awkwardly stand in front of her, play the game that's chained to her, and yeah. like wonder if I should be making conversation or making her feel like a human being in any way or if I should just keep my stupid fat nerd mouth shut so she can get through the fucking day and go home and get drunk. This new Mario is pretty good. Why you boobs so nice? <laughs> Do you oh. come with the 3DS? Do you come? Oh you. Oh you. If I had had if I had had the energy when that happened, I would have like filmed a skit where like a little kid goes home with a 3ds and it's just like changed to a model, <laughs> and his mom's like, "What is this? It's my 3ds, mom." Nintendo needs their market share. All right, she, come on, 3ds, let's go. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's sleeping under the bed <laughs> while he just, plays. Does the Flintstones pterodactyl thing? It's eleven. It's eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Slavery. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right, so we're going to probably talk a lot more about E3 uh, next week because when our show hits, it's going to be in full swing. So that's something to look forward to. Um, But we should move on to the community segment where we read your answers to last week's question of the week, which was... Dan Harmon's coming back to your community segment. Oh, is he? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's going to actually direct the, our community segment, uh-huh. so just so you know. But I, I think when he comes back to our community segment, he's going to be so pumped up from all the, the hubris and the fan love that he's he's just going <laughs> to torpedo it, it, the whole thing. It's going it's gonna be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So the question was, uh, what do you think of the Xbox One? Uh, it had a pretty big reveal that kind of went over like a cloud of wet farts. <laughs> Uh, but you know, maybe it's not all bad. Um, unfortunately, a lot of you seem to think it was all bad. So there's a lot of negativity here. Oh, and before we begin, I just want to say, speaking of negativity, thank you all for the lack of negativity regarding our new theme song. I know uh, Matthew Joseph Payne, formerly of the Glowing Stars, worked really hard on it, and uh, I think he did a fantastic job. It's nice. Sounded great. Yeah, it is nice. It's it's bouncy. It's peppy. It's uh, it's 100% Gucci Man free. So all, Gucci, all good Gu- things. Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane? Yeah. Is it? It's, I, it's I can never Gucci figure Mane. out how it's supposed to be pronounced. Why Why is it Gucci Mane? Uh, like Mane? Because rap. Uh, okay. Also because rap. Is he, does he have a mane of like designer Snoop, shoes? Snoop he has line, a mane whatever. of uh, arrests. <laughs> he is consistently <laughs> in jail. <laughs> That's true. He also, is he the one with the ice cream tattoo yes, on his face? Yes, that is him. That is he. Anamanaguchi mane. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah, it's more of a handcuff and jail time than it right. is a mane. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm really glad that so many of you seem to like the theme song a lot. Uh, for those who don't, I'm sorry, uh, but thank you for not lynching us or pelting us with uh, rotten eggs. So, uh, question of the week again: What did you think of the Xbox One reveal? Uh, Stone Hammerhand says, "What do I think of the Xbox? I think I'm returning to PC gaming. Any tips? Nice. My PC is older than my first 360. That's fine. <laughs> you should upgrade it though. Seriously." Zillion says some good ideas, parentheses, focusing more on downloadable content being the main one, 
but a lot of bad moves. No backwards compatibility is a mistake, showing a lack of awareness of what their audience wants. Haven't they seen... I'm going to read this more dramatically. All right, do that, do that. Haven't they seen... That's one of the first questions people ask about a new console. Weren't they aware that when the answer to the compatibility question is... Whoa, can't read this. No, that people are in an uproar. Having to pay a fee to Microsoft for buying used games? Also, a really bad move. The anti-sharing, anti-secondhand attitude never gets shrugged off. Just look at what happened when Capcom pulled the one save thing with Resident Evil Mer- The Mercenaries 3D. People weren't even discussing the gameplay. It was all about how horrible they thought Capcom was for doing such a thing. But we don't officially know everything yet. Perhaps there will be something you just can't pass up thrown in our faces at the last minute. Maybe they'll even add a maybe they'll even add a grill and refrigeration <laughs> unit to it so you can have an easier time forgetting it's supposed to be a gaming console. Hmm. Huh. I'm gonna disagree with the, the fee thing. Are are you done? Yes, that that's okay. it. That is I'm going to disagree with the fee thing being a bad idea because uh, if you think, like, it sounds pretty draconian and awful mm-hmm. on, its, on the surface, but the main complaint that Microsoft and other companies have with the used game market is that uh, they don't see any of that money ever. So there are people <laughs> who are buying the game and uh, the make people who made the game aren't getting any money out of that. This is a way, I think this is kind of a nice compromise that they get a cut yeah. Of what you pay for the used game, and the used game still gets to be bought. Yeah. Currently, the only one getting a cut of that is GameStop. Mm-hmm. How much do you love them? Like, <laughs> you love GameStop, and you really care and want to support their business. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, who are you well, going to support? Who would you rather support? The yeah. developer, the publisher, and, or GameStop? And I, I know some of you uh, do like GameStop, and you give us shit for giving GameStop shit. But here's the thing: like, who would you rather give money to? The people who spent years and millions of dollars <laughs> making this game for you to enjoy for sixty dollars, or would you rather give it to the people who? What they all they did was pay somebody twenty five dollars for the game at most, and now they're reselling it to you for maybe fifty five dollars. Hey, like, some GameStop exec thought short and not very hard about how much <laughs> that game should accrue in trade in dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's like a market niche thing, though. It's like they're just there filling a gap that needs to be filled. Yeah, and it's like that's the thing is that everyone whines about DRM and not being able to resell stuff, but it's like that's how Steam is, and that's how it works, and that's how mm-hmm. it will continue to work. But the thing is, they offer way, 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 way lower price points. That's true. Yeah. All the time. So it's like that yeah. makes way more sense. And, and, and I mean, to be fair, GameStop is fine. They're fine. They're a retailer who is fine like they, yeah, they fine. it's right guys if you want to make a judgment call remember you live in capitalism and you're not allowed to make judgment calls money dictates what's right yeah, and what's wrong exactly <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll get behind that sure yeah so gamestop is fine but i'm sure that the publishers and developers would rather sell directly to you mm-hmm. um and and recoup the money they spent making the game yeah. that you're going to enjoy. So well, I guess I should modify my earlier we'll statement. Do that. I like the idea of that fee if uh, the developers see some of it. Mm. Uh, yeah. If it's just Microsoft, I think that's shitty. Yes, agreed entirely. The yeah. idea of having a publisher because period then, then it's just Microsoft away. saying like, well, we we already make a ten dollar license fee on every new game that's being sold. Why don't we make a ten dollar license fee on every used game? And we yeah. 
and the yeah. whole this whole argument is being totally undermined by like Kickstarter, where it's just like, are you not a large company? Can you get all that money up front from people that are interested in your idea? Then go get that money and do that. Are you mm. double fine? Go for it. <laughs> are you double fine? Are you any? I don't know. There's so many just Kickstarter <laughs> games. Like, you know, Barkley 2 is a great example. Barkley yeah. 2 would never be made by anyone ever and no one would publish it. <laughs> In fact, you but, know what? Huh? That game shouldn't be made, but the people demanded yes, it. Yes, yes. I demanded <laughs> it. It shouldn't be made. I put but it my will dollars be, on the line, which is great. That is amazing. That's what I want to see is so more stupid. ridiculous shit. <laughs> ridiculous shit is amazing shit it is um all right moving on jar says or is that yar no it's i think it's jar uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do a uh dramatic reading as well because i like jumping on bandwagons okay thank you so honestly this thing looks like a fucking abomination 10 steps in the wrong direction for the gaming industry if this much control, privacy, and freedom is taken away from the gamer and we all apathetically accept it. Rebel, rebel, rebel. Just because <laughs> we want some new shiny shit. <laughs> Dark times are coming. <laughs> I've always been a PlayStation guy, but I genuinely wanted Microsoft to wow me this time. <laughs> I entered into the conference with an open mind and left bruised, bewildered, and extremely disappointed. Hip, hip, Did hurrah! you? Hip, hip, hurrah! <laughs> Unless MS backs off due to negative reaction, I hope we can all agree to hold off on buying this machine because we speak loudest with our wallets. If we decree these business practices acceptable, then you better believe Sony and Nintendo will follow suit. I want the best for all gamers. I've always respected the 360 as a fine machine, and I'll do the same for X-Bone if MS cleans up their act. My fellow countrymen, (laughs) you shall not submit. Anyway. All right, who uh, else wants to read one of these? Darth Orange. Should, should, Should we not respond to that? No, we can respond, sure. Uh, uh, I guess there is nothing to say, is there? <laughs> it's just angry, and I understand. It's angry. Yeah. I, I get it, but I'm also like... I probably made it sound angrier than it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty dramatic. That, that was, was great. Dramatic Thank reading. You. That was By great, definition. Um, that was great. It was angry. It seems to me like Microsoft created the solution for a problem that doesn't exist. After they failed to beat Google with Bing and iPod with Zoom, it seems that you're just trying to make the first market with a device that doesn't really have an audience at the moment. I mean... Is it really that hard to press the input button on your remote? Also, I <laughs> think point. Connect always being on, collecting free market information from you is fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, see, Darth oh, Orange. Where's Darth Orange like from? Darth Orange is from a idyllic like rural Georgia. Yes, an idyllic yeah. rural Kentucky that I made up in my mind. But you could have read you could have read that angrily, and it would I would have been like, wow, that guy's that guy is super angry. But you read it like that, and I'm like, that guy's just like a down home, like right, yeah. you know, he's like, got a relaxed podunk demeanor to him. <laughs> really. Offers a lot. Sounded of, like Matthew McConaughey. Like, <laughs> it offers legitimacy yeah. to his. You know, he's not raging on you. He's just telling you how it is. I keep getting older. These game consoles say the same. <laughs> Dave, it sounds like you need to read the next one. Is there an actual like cool one that's not? I mean, I mean, the very top are, one? Yeah, the very top one. Yeah, this may put you in an awkward position being an official Xbox magazine and all. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Please yeah, screen wait. this. Let me, let me, 
I kind of forgot about that. I think that the more stuff. positive ones are down at the bottom. <laughs> uh, those six says, I think the good features of the Xbox One are nice, but it's going to be a real uphill battle for Microsoft to push the always online and no more used games features to players. I predict either the system will be considerably cheaper than a PS4, or these features might no longer exist by E3. <laughs> I mean... Who was that? That was those six. Those six. Those six sounds like he maybe has asthma or... <laughs> no, he's... he's uh, it's me who has uh, not properly reached let's, puberty. Let's, let's, let's make up stories about these people based on the way we read their answers. Right. But, hey, mean, they want to be a part of this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, shall we just continue in the uh, vaguely funny southern <laughs> accent stab? I'll, I'll, I, read, I, I'll read one of the Canadian accents right. when you're done. I, uh, well, I'm going to do some random chap, but go ahead, Mike. Uh, I was just saying, I do. I mean, that's a good point, though, to mention the actual price point of the system, because if you are going to do these things that are clearly like going to give Microsoft like a monetary advantage in the long yeah. run, you should probably charge less for the actual hardware. Like if you yeah. if you can get that hardware in for like three hundred or four hundred bucks, that makes these kind of decisions that are like you know no use games or mm. authentication for every piece of software that makes yeah. it make a lot more sense. Yeah. Just follow the free to play model. Give yeah. the console to us for free and then gouge us on everything else. That's my other fucking <laughs> Sell issue. Sell us four hundred dollar games. You have to have free to play games on these consoles. There's no yeah. way you cannot do. Oh, that. they will. They yeah. should. They I have mean, if they to. don't, they're stupid. <clears throat> well, agreed entirely. There's tons of free game free to play games on iOS. So if they can do it there, they're gonna do it on consoles. Exactly. All right. <clears throat> Some random chap says. It's already been sad, but I think Microsoft is really trying to compete against Apple. They are long-time arch-enemies, and since the last console release, Apple really blew up. So, it's all about getting the non-gamer audience interested in the X-Bone and throwing some Call of Duty on the side for the casual gamers. They made some stupid choices with the new Kinect, but I'm hoping they learn from the backlash and reevaluate it. It is probably best to wait for E3 to make any big calls... <laughs> But I've already abandoned the console ship. I bought a Wii U for the Nintendo exclusives and built a PC, so I'm set for oh. the next generation. Oh, you poor man. I cannot believe you bought yourself a Wii U right along. <laughs> <laughs> built yourself a PC. <laughs> oh, goodness. That is so ungenteel of you. <laughs> we here at the Dylan Towns Ball do not support the purchasing of a deluxe edition Wii U with its cradle and its uppity inclusion of the Nintendo Land disc. That is not what we're about. Uh, what am I reading? Uh, Wish you had bought a proper white. Oh, okay. The basic edition is white. I'm so, not being racist here. Lawful Waffle says, Pass, eh? I've been drifting back towards Sony since its internal Wi-Fi adapter made it the prime candidate to steal my neighbor's internet without paying $50 on an extra doohickey, eh? I also I was Canadian. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I also oh, yeah. talk. I want to hear an Ottawa accent. Get in here, kid. All right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. I also don't have no cable, eh? Uh, this is making me look super cheap, eh? But uh, so a huge portion of the Expo's presentation just uh, it didn't appeal to me, eh? Uh, you know, uh, you know, Canucks can use their tech to uh, to sour Dude Bro's apartments for logos and oh, sorry, scour, uh, eh? Uh, Dude Bro's apartments for logos and brands to recycle into adverts. But uh, I'll stick with consoles designed for gaming, uh, maple syrup, eh? Uh, <laughs> a uh, smart says uh, I'm still feeling awkward from that expo reveal. So awkward, eh? Awkward. That's right, eh? Awkward. Hey, <laughs> hey, maple syrup. Oh, wait, no, eh? he keeps going, you know. Talk about Labot Blue. <laughs> well, I have a Labot Blue when I am, uh, you know, when I'm talking about my all-in-one entertainment system. It's a bloody fucking laptop. You know, I can game, I can watch movies and TV, I can talk to friends using Skype, I can read comics and all sorts of stuff. Plus, I can take it with me pretty much anywhere I go. Not everywhere. It's a laptop. You can't take it everywhere. Uh, uh, funny, hmm. funny, funny pretty story. Pretty much everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sold, eh? Uh, yeah, Stabby Joe is the next one. I had but a friend who was at a, a thing called Fanime this weekend, which is an anime uh, anime convention. Yeah. I've and been. You have been, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll spare you the details. But uh, he was there and he saw a, a young gentleman who had a, in the convention center, which is basically a large empty ballroom, and he mm-hmm. had a Wii U in his backpack. <laughs> Why? And he plugged the Wii U <clears throat> into the wall and was playing a game on his full-sized gamepad for the Wii U. What he a was, stupid asshole. What a stupid asshole <laughs> was my thoughts exactly, Michael. <laughs> God! And it's like, it's somewhere I just imagine Nintendo executive being like, yes, ideal use situation. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. You could be playing XCOM on an yeah. iPad. You what is this, an Andy Yorker cartoon? You Christ, could be talking to a cute cosplayer at your anime convention or meeting <laughs> people or doing anything. <laughs> You, you could even yeah. not be at that anime convention. You could. Let's not go nuts. You could go across the street. <laughs> that's like that's to like going Starbucks. to Vegas and spending the entire time just sitting in your hotel room watching TV. Like, come on, dude! Paying forty nine an hour to yeah. use the N sixty four. Sitting in my hotel room watching a TV is what I do after the first two hours when I've lost all my money. <laughs> go go buy an erotic figurine from some creepy man baby. That's that's a better use of your time. Or look in the phone book and buy an erotic woman. That's from what I do <laughs> in from the Craigslist. Last hour. From Craigslist. <laughs> from in the phone book. After well, I go to Spearmint Rhino. Stabby Joe has something to say. He just like the South as well. I think we need another generation of consoles. Microsoft in particular seem to just be reacting to the current success of companies <laughs> like Apple and online streaming. Plus, the argument that the console cycle and hold back new engines, including those on the PC, is debatable, considering the most interesting new games on PC ain't graphics showcases, they indie in new Greenlight games. Main Justice. <laughs> Main Justice! And I agree with him, too. It's like... That's where the PS3, I think, definitely has its biggest, uh, I don't know, advantage, is that the idea that they are really courting that indie game market, because, like, I cover games news a lot, and the biggest chunk of games news I think I cover now is Kickstarters from indie games and independent, like, outlets that are making new games. That's, that's like, half my job Exactly, right? And it's just, like, it's so much more frequent and bigger and interesting than a lot of just these AAA titles, and that's, like... 
And I mean, they kind of rely on us to promote them as well. I think is you know yeah. it's a symbiotic relationship in a lot of ways. But at the same time, it's just like a lot of what they're doing is a lot more fucking interesting. It's like I don't need another fucking sequel to. Uh, X franchise that I won't mention because people I know work there. <laughs> it's like I would much rather see, you know, new, crazy, like super ridiculous niche games. Like if you're making some space exploration game where it's like it takes me 25 hours to learn even how to make a ship or like get around from point to point, it's like uh, that's, that has its own appeal. Yes, but no publisher will say yes. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Right. And if you're not courting that market, I think you're really hamstringing yourself for the future. <laughs> you really need to. Get that twenty-five hour to build a spaceship market. Yeah. My example was not the best example. <laughs> I'm free balling here. Yeah, I played a lot of Eve online today, so uh, I can relate. Uh, All right, uh, lawful waffle <clears throat> says bluntly. And you pass. just read lawful waffle? Or? No, this is. Uh, I I just no. read uh, some random chap. No, ah. wait. I just read someone else. Stabby Joe, that's who ah, I read. Okay. You read Lawful Waffle, yeah, right? Yes. Okay. Waffle. Sorry. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> okay. This guy is obviously uh, the one guy in Nebraska who still listens to this. I bet he really likes the Xbox One. He has a great name. Spitball on it. Mm-hmm. Easy. <laughs> well, let's see. Loves the online connectivity. The Xbox One. He says Xbone comically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Looks like it will make a oh, kick-ass TV remote. Oh, ice oh, burn. <laughs> Suck it, X-Bone. Most but ice burn, eh? But seriously, folks, this is actually what he says. He says but more seriously. I actually think the X-Bone's focus on a wider audience is a pretty good idea. Hardcore gamers are an incredibly small niche when you take a step back and look at everything. And given that the consoles alone don't make any money and that the cost of making those monstrosities of science will keep rising... Xbox's new focus on a much wider audience will probably prove profitable. And I don't think he's wrong. No. Boy, is my face right. I think he's right. <laughs> I've been proven wrong on many accounts. He's an open-minded <laughs> man, and he's probably correct. They just have to pitch it to the DVR buying audience. As a closed-minded man from San Francisco, I apologize yes. to Typical the San one... Francisco conservative yeah. judging the Southern <laughs> man on his proclivities. <laughs> Uh, the guy in Nebraska, I mean. Nebraska is not in the Pro- South. I'm aware of American geography. Proclivities. <laughs> Why is it that proclivities are only something Southern people have? Because they, they have a love for language that uh, is they a really result do. of their French. They do. Their yeah. French heritage from novels. <laughs> proclivities. Right. I'm going to read the, uh, the last two in quick succession because the first one's really short. Uh, Cloven64 says, it looks like shit. <laughs> TLDR. It looks like shit. Nice. I like it. <laughs> wow. Extra yeah, succinct. Double yeah. <clears throat> uh, succinct. Drunk Orson Wells, who uh, will be playing the role of Shy Fonzie, says, uh, uh, my, 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 my reaction to the Expo reveal can be summed up by listening to Brett's uh, reaction to uh, Nintendo at E3 and, and T.10. Uh, every bad rumor we heard turned out to be true. And absolutely nothing uh, exciting or impressive for the show. Don't hurt me. Uh, Microsoft better have some incredible exclusive games at E3. Otherwise, I guess... Uh, I, I, I guess... Uh, I, I t- <laughs> drops gamepad to the ground in slow motion where it lands with a deafening thud. I, I guess I'm a PC gamer now. <laughs> that sounded like Bill oh, from King of the Hand. Did it? <laughs> and and that, it kind of went all over the place. That bad accent that was, was hard good. for me to call it was really up. Really good. And I know how you guys hate it when I 
divert things to PC gaming, but I love how like people reacting negatively to the uh, Xbox One <laughs> announcement have been saying like, I, I guess I'm just going to be a PC gamer yeah. now. Like it's like it's it really like, is like you said. It's like moving to Canada. It's like the people who were yeah. saying they were going to move to Canada if like George W. Bush was elected or Obama was elected, depending yeah. on your. Uh, it's like well, that doesn't really work the other way because like, like yeah, Canada's so. way more liberal than yeah. we are. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, and and I thought that the if uh, Obama got elected, they were just going to shoot people with their guns. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's that's part of the possibly. Rhetoric. <laughs> I've like, also uh, heard I'm going to go to Mexico where I can just you know bribe public officials. Right. Interesting. I don't think you have the cultural sway <laughs> to do such a thing. But best of luck to you, sir. <laughs> but uh, you know, PC gaming is just playing games on a computer. It's okay. It's not yeah. like some foreign land that you have to like. <laughs> Lower yourself, lower your like. You can fucking plug your Xbox status. controller right into the USB uh, slot. It's the and same it's thing. Like, and most of them have fucking Windows Live, so you'll get yeah. achievements, you goddamn mouth breathing baby idiot <laughs> retard. <laughs> Actually, I had a, I had a, my first it's not rush that with scary. with games for Windows Live a while ago when I tried to play Fuel because I was looking for games for the post apocalyptic. Why would you play Fuel? I, I will explain games. this. I was looking for things to fill out the list for post apocalyptic. Wastelands. I but wanted you to make just sure read I had the Wikipedia. Why would you play the game? Because Michael Rapar is the last true games <laughs> journalist, by the way. <laughs> because I needed to know firsthand if it was shit or not. And it's like, well, this is dumb. You just like put a few uh, houses underwater and called it post-apocalyptic. No, thank you. But uh, apart from being kind of dated, uh, that game like required. Uh, games for Windows Live to run from Steam, mm-hmm. and this took me like a bunch of digging on the internet to find out. So it's like, okay, so I need to install Games for Windows Live. I need to find a way to download Games for Windows Live onto Windows 8 and make it work. And uh, now oh, so I get it up and running, like and run automatically. <clears throat> like the, the, my PC seems to be like giving me this really look the whole time. And I uh, get it up and running, and it's like, yay! Now I have an achievement in Fuel that I got in the first five minutes of playing. <laughs> So yay me, I guess. That's bizarre that it wouldn't automatically install it when you're yeah, running like a package like a for the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the game just sort of assumed yeah. that I'd have it or something. And I constantly confuse Fuel with that MotorStorm Apocalypse game because the <laughs> premises are yeah. near identical. Well, except Apocalypse is just like, well, this is like, ironically, it's called Apocalypse, but it's just like, well, this one city's being destroyed by an earthquake, so let's have a race there. And while mm. we're talking about exciting things <laughs> that people care about, like fuel and MotorStorm Apocalypse, <laughs> let's move on! <laughs> All right, new question of the week. What, we'll, we'll, we'll take the, the question we came up with earlier. What is your uh, earliest gaming memory? We'll modify it slightly to make it germane to the topic. But uh, for me, I think uh, it's playing Tutankham at uh, Chuck E. Cheese's and not actually playing it, but just sort of wiggling the joysticks around, uh, thinking that I was making the attract screen do things, <laughs> uh, which I think was a pretty common thing uh, yeah, back in the I... days when arcades were around. Uh, according to my dad, though, it's uh, playing um, Battlezone. Like he he told me that like the first time I ever played a game, it was him lifting me up to the goggles, <laughs> and then I was just sort of idly wiggling the joysticks around, not really doing anything. So nice. that's me. And um, also, I just want to point out, we seem to have lost Michael Grimm for this segment. Uh, before our eyes, he dissolved into a puddle of green goo. So hopefully he can reconstitute himself by the time it's uh, time to plug things. He's kind of <laughs> blending into the floor of the kitchen. He mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah. We should probably get a mop. 
<laughs> just I, I don't know. It's kind of gross. I don't think the uh, mop is absorbent anymore. It's just a crusted, <laughs> solid, uh, <laughs> solid like stick of of mop. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Who else wants to go? Who else has a has a cherished early memory? Well, uh, mine would be the Atari. I think twenty six hundred. I'm not. I can't remember exactly. But two games in particular. One was Keystone Capers. Okay. Which still holds a fond place in my heart. And what is Keystone Capers? Keystone Capers is a game that takes place. I think it's a shopping mall, but you play a cop who has to chase a criminal who. Uh, the criminal can go up escalators and uh, down elevators, so it's kind of like Pac-Man, kind of chasing game. But you're you're as the cop, you're a bit limited into like uh, the methods of traversal you can use. And the the yeah the 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 criminal actually has some pretty good AI. Like if it senses that like you taking an elevator will put it too close, it'll backtrack and turn around. And uh, yeah, so that game it's still available like on. Activision compilations, I think nowadays, and it was in the uh, the game room as well, the the ill fated Microsoft oh. game room thing. Oh dear! Uh, one game that's not available anywhere else since the Atari, but it's uh, also ingrained in my brain, and it's very much a game for Babby. Uh, is <laughs> uh, it was I think it's called uh, Big Bird's Egg Hunt mm-hmm. on the Atari, and it was this game where. You uh, played as Big Bird, and you had a, um, a nest on your head, and you had to go underneath these various um, sort of pipes that would drop out eggs. So at the very beginning, they would just be straight pipes, and then at the like by the end of the game, they'd be like these weird diagonals, and you'd have to judge where the egg was going to drop. And it used this giant, really weird Atari controller that you had to put like an uh, like an overlay on the controller, like mm-hmm. a little like cardboard thing to show you what the buttons did right. for the Big Bird game and I think it like was would, that was that the 5200 cuz I remember I think it, so it yeah had those but it was almost like a precursor to the Jaguar controller where right. you're like here's how this confusing game works and yeah that that I just really yeah that game's kind mm-hmm. of unforgettable and it had this really weird midi rendition of um Turkey in the straw too wow oh <laughs> that sounds awful yeah. it sounds like a horrible dream is what it sounds oh, yeah. like but I, I, what was it with Atari and their fixation with, like, we need to make controllers into uh, phone keypads? Yeah, that's exactly like, what it was. That's yeah. what they did with the 5200s, what they did with the, the Jaguar. But with, with the Jaguar, the keys were, like, even smaller and harder to press. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh, the controller w- was awful. Anyway, Tyler, how about you? Um, I'm probably misremembering. It was probably, like, observing arcade games with a um, childlike wonder and such but my earliest like fully formed memory is probably playing on an apple II. i think we had an apple II. Oh, uh, yeah. playing nice. uh, arkanoid i think um that that comes to mind as something i played there was also hmm. a like this game with a penguin that i remember had to go like down through 99 levels i don't know i penguin think one land it could have been penguin was he rolling an egg I don't know. He could have been. <laughs> I remember it was just kind of like booby trapped levels he had to get to. Huh, I also okay. vividly remember playing um, uh, the first Prince of Persia mm. a lot. And I don't know. I think I probably have the floppies for all that, like somewhere at the bottom of a box. Yeah, they're probably. I wonder if those would even still work or if they'd like decayed. Like demagnetized? <laughs> yeah. Probably. 
Yeah, it was, it, yeah. It's so weird to think of the days when it's like you just didn't, ha- you just had floppies. That was the only storage mm-hmm. medium period, and like, and they were literally floppy. This was before you <laughs> even had the three by three point yeah. five uh-huh. discs, and and computers did only what you put in a floppy to tell it to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's no, no hard do. drive, nothing to boot to except like a basic flashing no, yeah. prompt. Yeah, yeah. And then you could put in like, uh, was it ten print but. 20 go to 10 <laughs> run there you go yeah i learned like the most basic uh well basic programming uh-huh. i used logo in school oh I man i could never wrap my head around logo my dad was always trying to get me to use a little green turtle uh-huh. <laughs> yeah just drawing lines totally worthwhile and uh listeners of our other show would you know be upset if i didn't mention bolo yeah i played <laughs> bolo what of it it's a game bolo. with tanks it's cool it's one of the first networked games all right yeah. cool but um yeah, I'm sure I'm forgetting lots of stuff. There was going to my friend's house to play NES, but that was after sort of the earliest computer memories. And Myst, I played a ton of. Oh, man. Um, and Zork, the original Zork. Hmm. That uh, house in the mailbox and all that. Like, only that scene sticks in my head. And it's kind of funny for a text based game when I look back on it. Like, I have this vivid picture in my house, in my head, of that, like, white house and the mailbox out there. Huh. Like, probably more vivid than my memory of some graphical games, mm-hmm. what they looked like, probably because I just invented it, and over the years, like, it's been solidified. Yeah. Like, I have an idea of, like, the dark space where a Gru might be hiding and like, <laughs> what that would look like, even though I've never seen it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I have I have a bumper sticker on my car that says, uh, it is pitched black. You might, you're likely to be eaten by a Gru. <laughs> and every so often when I'm stopped in traffic, I can see the person behind me just sort of craning their head over the wheel trying to see what it is. <laughs> and then they just sort of plop back into their chairs with kind of a confused, disappointed look on their face. <laughs> It's like, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, like, one out of every hundred people goes, "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. I'm I'm nodding Mm -hmm. knowingly. Yes, I (laughs) understand this reference. (laughs) I feel feel smart now. (laughs) This is a reference I know. (laughs) This person's uh, bumper sticker has brightened my day. (laughs) We probably have similar worldviews because (laughs) we like the same things. Mm, Yes, I feel validated now. (laughs) See, that's what a good bumper sticker can achieve. That's right. It can achieve just a moment of... Uh, satisfaction and uh, you know a feeling of belonging, really, mm. which is all all we're looking for in the world. That's true. It's all most of us are looking for, and I know it's all you're looking for. So why don't you tell us what your first gaming memory is? I know you want to uh, go to vidjagameapocalypse.com and find the article for this week's show, or you can go to lasertimepodcast.com/forums and uh, weigh in there under the discussion thread. Uh, oh, Mike's back. Uh, well, that actually about does it for this week's episode. Um, it's probably for the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. I suppose so. So uh, who has something they want to tease? Twitter handles, uh, stuff you're working on? Uh, Tyler, go. Uh, Tyler underscore wild on Twitter. Please follow me. Please. Please. It's how I base myself for <laughs> how many followers I have. <laughs> and go to pcgamer.com. Look at the stuff I write there and the stuff my colleagues write there because Hey, if you weren't impressed by the Xbox One announcement, come on over. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be great. It's greener on this side of the fence, (laughs) Mr. Freeman. (laughs) PC gaming reference. Excluding orange box. (laughs) Yes. Mike, how about you? Uh, at pseudobread as per usual. Uh, if you continue using Wikia, please continue using <laughs> Wikia. 
we got good stuff, and we're trying to put our focus coverage on uh, Kickstarter indie games. <laughs> Just worked on a Shadow Road Returns starter guide. Don't look <laughs> for it; it's whatever. Thanks, thanks for why. listening. I, I love you guys. That noise. <laughs> 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 oh, I just kissed the mic. Yeah, too. Dave uh, at Dave Rudden uh, official Xbox magazine. If you did like the Xbox One announcement, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, oh, so I, think, I think they'll do better at E3. I think so. Yeah. Um, and also on the Laser Time Network, the Cheap Popcast. Uh, <laughs> we might have an episode. ECW. Yeah, ECW for coming up. For a special occasion. TNA. TNA. Uh, maybe. Uh, I'm not promising anything. Suicide. But... Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wrestler. That brings us back yeah. around to the theme. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. See? Nicely done. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, I'm at Wikiparas on Twitter. That's AZ, not easy, as I continually feel. Con- continually? I can't talk. Continually and feel continentally to point out. <laughs> Uh, and uh, if you were intrigued by our iOS game discussion uh, earlier in the show, you can read my review of Knights of the Old Republic, my preview of XCOM Enemy of Known on iPad, or my grotesquely overdue uh, review of Poker Night 2 on iPad. Yeah, at, Poker Night 2 is fun. It is. It really mm-hmm. is. I love it. On uh, At MacLife.com. So that's our show, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, come back next week, and we'll have more. Bye. 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 I said bye already. <laughs> I said bye after you. I said bye times infinity. Bye. Bye. Bye times infinity plus one. Oh, I'm clearly beaten. Can we all just agree to commit suicide simultaneously? Well, that's how we're going to end the episode. <laughs> Goodbye, cool world. <laughs> Wet explosion. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my rectangle. I sorry for a second. I thought you said erectile gal. Hello, my rectile gal. You've got a penis now.